welcome to Breeder Syndicate. What's up, buddy? How goes it? I, I found this pack and I was like, oh my God, there's a shitload of Jesus S ones in here. I was like, oh, oh there you yeah, go. cool. But then I remember these are the fake display seeds that I used to put on the counter at Emerald Cup. So oh. if snag them, they wouldn't get yeah. anything. <sighs> Damn. Got by myself. Uh, you know, like, I can't tell you uh, how much it makes me sad sometimes when I find old seeds. Yeah. And then none of them pop. Yeah. It goes yeah. from like hope and excitement and joy to like worry to like, oh man. Yeah. None and you know what I... I just got this in and I'm going to show it off because it's our buddies. This is, this is seriously a nice fucking presentation. Like the terpene kits from Crybaby. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, that's nice, dude. Yeah. It's like pro fish. <clears throat> I mean, it'll be good. He's down. We got a plan to have him on to talk terpene. I know. I just wanted to show it off for him so people can see before we do the episode. I mean, it's pretty professional. There's all kinds of cards in here. They just they describe everything. It tells you how to go through it. Uh, lots of tips and tricks. Cool. So shit, what's, in- what's interesting about it is like they, uh, you know, they have those kind of things for perfumes and like, yeah, I had some friends that were studying cause I live in wine country, right? Like studying to be sommeliers. Yeah. And in order to do that back then, like this is like 18 years ago or something, they would buy these like thousand dollar kits. Yeah. And the aromas were there to teach them like what an advanced taster was tasting or smelling when they like, you know, were talking about Merlot or whatever. And they were talking about woodsy notes with hints of raspberry and all that. They had to be able to like learn the language. And so they had like a whole book and all these scents and all this different stuff. And so for terpenes with weed, it's like teaching people how to talk about smell. Yeah. That's a big thing. It's a big thing if you can if you can do it too. And it's probably like most breeders and weed nerds' biggest weak weak area. Yeah, I know it is for me. I'm not I'm not a terp expert by any stretch of the imagination. No, definitely not. Neither am I. You know, and and neither are a lot of our friends. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's an aspect where it's like it's just you just lack the language because you don't encounter how to talk about that language anywhere. Yeah, and really to me, terp- terpenes and like wine sommeliers, it's all about using your eyebrows and like, and your eyes to express, mm, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, it's, and then it's all, <laughs> and then it's all relative to that human being's ability to taste. Yeah. I have, I have a really bad sense of smell. So my taste is really off too, you know, like yeah. the whole, the whole shebang sucks. Up upstairs here in this region. Right. Yeah. The whole everything. Everything in this region is sucking. It's sucking. <laughs> We're slowly climbing up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird when I have to do it on this fucking account. Like most people don't know to follow it, even though I said it. So hopefully Are you still shadow banned or whatever on the other yeah. one from doing live. I checked, it. I checked it this morning and it was like, nope, you cannot do lives. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm used so. to it by now. But yeah, no, people should. We're going to do a whole episode. I'm not exactly sure when, but we're going to have our, our buddy Crybaby on. And he 
has a lot of knowledge and language around aromas, terpenes, scents, what causes smells, what are the components of it. And uh, he'll be able to speak a lot more intelligently than either Matt or I can. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, so uh, that'll be soon, I hope. He was the one that was uh, first telling me to stop calling skunky shit terps. I was like, oops. Yeah, they're like theols and like, yeah. But what's interesting about that is even like the, uh, we're like rambling for a while waiting for people to show up. But even uh, what's interesting about, you know, the thing about theols and stuff is how they're volatile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where terpenes are longer lasting. And I would always notice about the old super skunk that I had <clears throat> that the last two or three weeks before harvest and the first month after cutting it, it was just rank. Yeah. But if yeah. you kept it long enough, even if, and you know, in a nice jar in the dark or whatever, it would eventually just kind of turn into generic green bud. Did you find that the more it kept its moisture content, the longer it lasted and the more as it oh, evaporated? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And it was actually kind of tough because it was one of those nugs that you were like, it was famous for like looking dense, but weighing light. Yeah. Yeah. So you put this thing that you'd think was like a, a huge nug and you're like, oh man, this thing's massive. And it's like, 2.8 grams yeah you know yeah. it just it had like but it had really good like air to air to bud ratio so it burned really well yeah cherry so is very similar you can use snappers cut. of it uh some bud like like cushions especially and and a lot of this cookie shit um you really have to cure it right to get it to burn well yeah you yeah. know um but but uh you know super skunk you could burn that like pretty quick because yeah. it just had like a good amount of air it sounds yeah. like Denali saved that cut from uh, Panda. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm real stoked about that. So we're up over, we're 108, 110 people. Maybe we could start chatting. Yeah, do you want to answer a few questions first and then maybe it'll get up higher a little bit? Yeah, I haven't even fucking looked, to be honest. I've just been bullshitting. Um, someone just asked about Mango Haze. I could talk about Mango Haze. There uh, you go. It's a haze. Mango, man mango Haze is like a super nice... Um, line from shanti baba and neville it's uh nl5 haze by skunk haze it's a sister to super silver haze and it uses this famous cut called the 122 or the mango which is like my favorite nl5 haze cut and it's still alive over there i think it's still sold in coffee shops and uh shanti has it apparently um yeah but yeah, it's, it's a little bit more hazy. It's a little, it's a little like, it's got a little bit more of the flavors that I like. It's got less terpenaline than yeah. super silver haze. It doesn't tend to yield as much. Um, but, uh, but it's a super nice plant. And I think it's likely one of the ones where he still has the right parents. Yeah. I, I can't say it. for, nobody can say for sure, but I yeah. think people still find really nice plants in that line. Yeah, they do. So, and it's not just a, there is a clone only mango haze too, I believe. I don't know if it's from the same seed line, but I know Miami mango has that one. And it's, it's like a terpenaline and mango. It's, it's, it's one of my it's, faves. It's, it's like, uh, I've seen some tests on it and it's terpene content is pretty off the charts. Yeah. It's pretty high. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's mango haze. It's kind of mango haze and super silver and Neville's haze are kind of like the final three hazes that came out. Yeah. At the end of like one whole era, yeah. you know? So that's starting at the end, not the beginning, but, um, you know, uh, let's see. Skunk haze. A lot of people in Europe don't like the skunk hazes quite as much because they felt the skunk aspects kind of overpowered the, 
um, the haze, like the more delicate haze aspects that they liked. Uh, that's why they were always kind of looking for like bland indicas to cross it to. Yeah. <clears throat> to allow, you know, they kind of wanted like very little turf cuts yeah. to blend it to, to see if the haze turps would come through. So, um, anyway, I don't know. Uh, we were going to, we we're going to chat about haze tonight, which is a super controversial subject. So a disclaimer, this is just kind of like our opinion on it and like what we see. Um, yeah. In the forum days, when things got started, some of the longest running threads ever were arguments between all these old timers over Hayes. Um, on Cannabis World, on Overgrow, probably on IC Mag, um, it would just go, sometimes it would go into the hundreds of pages yeah. of people battling back and forth over what was the real Hayes story. One, um, of my, one of my good friends over on Mr. Nice did probably what I think was the best uh, treatise on Hayes, like uh, overview on Hayes during that time before any, anybody else had really been able to track down anyone to talk to. It was my friend Big Herb um, off Mr. Nice. I see there's someone with that name in here, but I don't think it's the same dude. It would be awesome if I remember him on yeah. Mr. Nice for sure. Herb was a cool dude. Um, I haven't seen him in a long time though. So I don't know if he's still hanging around or what the deal is, but he, if you, I think it's still up on Mr. Nice. And for the most part, I know it's been considered one of the more accurate histories on it. Um, but there was some stuff we dug up in the past few years. I know Bodie found a book um, about Santa Cruz or written in Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz history. And it actually mentions a few of them by name. And it's one of the first things we found where there were other names in it, you know, full names. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's an aspect where like, uh, you know, Hayes has a history dating back to like the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard enough to decipher stuff that happened 15 or 20 years ago, uh, much less 40. Um, yeah. so there's a lot of, uh, forgive me, hazy stuff around the origins of it. And on those <laughs> threads, there's tons of arguing that's gone on. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of arguing. Um, and there's, you know, uh, Sam Skunkman has his version and, you know, he's posted under different names about things. He claims to have been a neighbor to those guys. Um, but I think what's fairly well accepted is it started out as Colombian by Colombian. Yeah. I think we could start there. It was Colombian by Colombian uh, from import weed and they grew it in greenhouses in Santa Cruz and areas that were mild like that. Um, yeah. Because you needed those mild temperatures in order to take it till December or January or whenever the hell it was that they pulled it down. Yeah. Um, they hadn't figured out depths or anything like that yet. And so it got pretty famous. Um, I don't, Matt has a poster somewhere of it. Um, it got early on, got named and got kind of legendary. Um, you know, it was sold high end in New York, I believe, um, for, you know, uh, quite a bit at the time. Yeah. It was considered like the super connoisseur weed, right? Yeah. I would say all this is pretty like standard and not argued about that much. Yeah, that much, that much it's, it's considered to be correct, I think. <laughs> that, that much is considered to be one. <laughs> Once you get into like who's responsible for what and what happened when and how and all that, yes. that's where it gets kind of dicey. Yeah. Um, but basically what seems like, and there's a lot of stuff where you read online where it'll talk about like it's a, Colombian by Indian by Thai by Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Sam swears that it's Colo by Colo. Yeah. 
you know, and all that stuff was added way later and isn't really part of it. Right? I remember, yeah, he said the Indian was added way later, if at all. I don't remember. Was that his claim or not? I think he said that the Indian was in there, but it was like it was added as a separate hybrids he offered um, and never got mixed in with the, you know, with yeah. the core, with the core amount of haze. So we always yeah. had separate haze. Yeah. So, you know, when it really boils down to it or whatever, it just seems like haze was, you know, a mix of Colombian s- strains or whatever that they got out of seeds from import. Yeah. And they got lucky. And admittedly, it doesn't seem like they knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah. You know, um, and it got pretty famous. And so there's a lot of stories and a lot of mystery between late 60s and mid 80s. There's stories out of Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a series of brothers. They wrote some stuff in high top. Like there's all these various things. And, and uh, you know. They're, they've been debated ad nauseum other places. So maybe we don't need to like delve into that part because you can find that everywhere. But what is part of it is that what's indisputable <clears throat> is that in 84, 84 ish or so, um, Sam Skunkman brought it to Holland. Yeah. Right. Yep. So these guys grew haze. It got famous. Um, they were growing it in Santa Cruz area. Uh, it was a mix of sativas, uh, mostly Colombian. <clears throat> it was getting sold in New York. And then at some point, Sam took a version of it to Holland. Yes. And as far as we can tell, <clears throat> he, um, you know, he gave it to three people. Right? Yeah, that's what it, yeah, yeah. He gave it to uh, uh, Positronics, mm-hmm. who he actually worked with. Yeah. Uh, and he gave it to Carell from uh super sativa seed club yep uh that Carell talked about when we interviewed him and he gave it to neville yep and um all three all three of those guys um made hybrids with it and sold seeds mm-hmm. um from that and pretty much yeah. all haze that we can really we can really trace uh comes from either those three people Mm-hmm. Or stock that made that Sam made himself in Amsterdam later. Yeah. Off seeds he kept for himself. And we really don't have any verified American haze, do we? Yeah. I mean, we have we have the originator that we all agree. I think everybody agrees that Lund was a part of it. Um, debatable on the, the lady, Kathy. Yeah, it's debatable. We don't have. I'm just going to say first name since it doesn't really neither here nor there. But um, there is one guy who keeps all the posters, and as he explained it to me, was that the the posters were hung up in the dealers' houses that were verified legit haze dealers, and that's kind of how they verified if they were getting real haze or not. If that poster was in their room, then they knew that they were getting legit haze there. So that's how he told it. Now, if it's true or not, I don't know, but he seems to have the lion's share of the original posters and he got them somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. So, you know, and then like a lot of those things, like not everybody, um, not everybody involved uh, probably has told their story publicly. Yeah. By any means. And so, and you know, there's a few people that are loud about it that insist they know what's going on. And, but what we know is it made it there. Yeah. It made it to Amsterdam and everybody's all the stuff that made Hayes famous sort of came from Amsterdam back to America. Yeah. 
I would say. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I th- yeah. It didn't, it wasn't like Ace popped up here and kept rocking and everybody's rocking a cut from here. So what we don't know is it seems like, you know, when we interviewed Carell from Super Sentiva Seed Club, he gave us a pretty interesting tidbit and in that uh, Sam only, he didn't think Sam had that many seeds of it because he only gave him like 10. Yeah. And he thought that he only gave Neville some. Yeah. Neville disputes that. Um, but be that as it may, um, you know, uh, um, Neville ended up probably making the most famous hybrids with it by far. Yeah, yeah by far. Um, you could say that, you know, yeah. um, but Positronics had it as well, original, and so did uh, Super Sativa Seed Club. Yeah. They all had originals. And it seems like when you read the stories about what Neville and all the rest of them did, is that uh, they were kind of like us growing, you know, it's kind of like the sour that, you know, a lot of the starting stories, it was like a bunch of kids that were young that didn't know what the fuck they were doing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they made a bunch of rookie mistakes. Yeah. Because they weren't used to growing something that took 22 weeks or whatever. Yeah. And it was a jungle plant. Wild. And, you know, and yeah. it seems like a number of them got lost. Yeah. By everybody. Accidents didn't, you know, mom got killed. They didn't think it was worth much. It took, you know, 25 weeks and never finished. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And so, um, they didn't realize what kind of gold they had. I don't know. Not the at the time. That, at the that, time. That's so much hindsight needed for that. Yeah. yeah. They had, they had no idea. So Neville, Neville had, you know, a few males and a few females that he burned through and didn't keep um, before he, you know, he ended up, I mean, he ended up only by 1990. He only had one plant that had lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, Someone keeps asking, uh, did Sam get invited? Sam's never wanted to come on the show, so no. I mean, I've tried. to be honest, that's why I, I said at first, like, if you want to hear Sam's opinion about it, um, there you could go hunt on Overgrow, you know, archives or something or anything like that. Like, he's posted a ton on his yeah. opinion about it. It's, yeah. There's not a shortage of Sam's written history. That's why we didn't focus on it for that long. Um, yeah. You know, uh, he disagreed with me on the uh, Kathy part. So he said that the granddaddy Mike was incorrect on that. You know, that that's yeah. that's what he said. And, and it, it might be true, you know. So, yeah, uh, that's what little I know from him. After I told the story the last time based on granddaddy Mike, um, that's the one thing that he had. He said it was it was very good, but that's not correct. So but from Sam's point. The, the reason why we kind of glossed over that part is that it's the hardest part to talk about because it's the least documented. Yeah. You know, and it's a bunch of history from a bunch of people doing some black market illegal shit in America. Yeah. All trying to stay under the radar. And as far as, um, as far as the, uh, you know, the haze goes and everybody knows haze, what we just mentioned, positronics, uh, Neville's stuff and super sativa seed club and Sam are the sources yeah that all the haze that we talk about now descends from yeah that's where that's where it all comes from it's either hybrids they made or descendants of it or whatever and all the companies like the flying dutchman or any of these different groups uh seedsmen that sold pure haze i believe they were all just buying kilos wholesale from sam yeah i don't know i'd love to be able to ask him for sure but it sounds like he was doing a lot of reselling like that. yeah i mean he basically what it sounds like is to not get in trouble uh, he didn't sell directly to anyone outside of Holland. 
because yeah. seed sales within Holland were legal. Yeah. So he was willing to wholesale, um, but he wasn't willing to retail. Yeah. So he ended up working through Positronics. He ended up, I mean, that's how, I mean, you know, it's funny when people talk about all this like rare skunk one that used to exist. Mm-hmm. And when we asked Carell about it, he just laughed and he said, everyone gets skunk one from, you know, buying bags of seed from Sam Skunkman. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where you got your skunk one. Yeah. Right. Santa Cruz. Original so, on the, uh, but on getting the back to haze, too. it's. Someone asked about the A-Seeds haze related to Santa Cruz original haze. Um, I was just going to say that's that's via Old Testament one who was British. So I really highly doubt it was sourced via Santa Cruz. It's just my my theory on it. Um, it yeah, I mean, I think I think they sourced it through Posi, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know who who uh, I know. I, I know remember. Tom Hill's haze line was Positronic. Yeah. Source. His was, and it was, his was very different from the old timer haze. Yeah. So, you know, um, all, yeah, all Tom Hill's work and stuff and the, and the deep chunk hybrids and all that stuff about positronics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, um, that was all from, for a while there, Sam worked with on some fashion at Posi. Yeah. Um, helping them breed and do working with Werner and stuff like that and helping them breed different stuff. And, and working lines and positronics was just one of those early seed companies. Um, you know, when Sam first moved to Amsterdam, he was looking for connections, people to sell seeds to and people to work with. Yeah. And he kind of ended up dealing with everyone in town, but that was only like a few dudes. Yeah. That was really like ongoing then or whatever. Right. And positronics also like a lot of people don't know this part, but um, the Positronics Haze 19 Skunk 1 is what gave birth and, and is the same thing as the Metal Haze that I think Bodhi just released F3s of. So if you do want like a worked version of that line, yes. that's a very good way to get it. So I don't know. I'd never heard numbers until the Corel interview, but Corel swore that like uh, Posi, him, Neville, they only got like a handful, like 10 seeds each. Yeah. Yeah, and that then, was the first time I heard that too. And then, um, and then Sam held the rest back that he had for himself to make his own open pollination that he did later. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I'd never heard that before. Um, but then, you know, Corell was there and we weren't. So exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Neville's dead now, but he claims he got big bags of old ass seed, but yeah. only got you know eight or ten of them to pop out of the entire thing. Yeah, you know, um, you know, and. Uh, so anyway, they, um, you know, he comes to mid eighties or whatever. He comes here and, and, and he comes, he comes from California to Holland and he sells Hayes seeds to multiple different people and then starts working it himself. And that was the start of Hayes becoming famous. Yeah. Um, and it really didn't for at first, even like the very first thing that Saint, that, uh, Neville offered was actually a Northern lights crossed to a, a female Hayes he had. Yeah. Uh, that was year one. So there was like this haze B that was a girl and it was NL one haze B. Um, and then the next year he came out with NL five haze. I didn't even know that. I don't think I knew that part about the B girl. Yeah. 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 If you go look in the, in the 88 catalog, um, Uh he has, I think it's actually a, an NL NL one by Ruderalis hybrid. And he crossed it to haze B um and he talks about it being female because he was like trying to to like tame the 
the crazy lead time to flower it. Yeah. Right. Someone's calling you out. Someone's that saying you're goal. incorrect. How sure are about you what? It? I don't know. I don't know. How sure am I on it? I don't know. I mean, we got, I got, I got the catalogs around here, but he, the, the first two hybrids, he really, he, he really tried to make was, uh, um, he crossed it to maple leaf Afghan tea and, uh, he crossed it to, um, uh, NL five Hayes. Okay. And NL five Hayes, he, he, he released, um, uh, the other one, I don't think he released to the public, but he gave to friends or whatnot. Is a big herb. Is this the big herb from Mr. Nice forums? Oh, okay. There you go. What's it up, is? herb? Long time no see, dude. Oh, man, that's so cool. I've read so many of your threads on uh, yeah. Mr. Nice. I've been Very looking cool. for, I've been actually looking for big herb for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, that's cool so. to see you, dude. I'm glad you showed up. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, um, one of the cool things about Mr. Nice is that, um, there was a time in 09, you know, 2010 or something where Neville was very active on there. Yeah. And a ton of knowledge about what happened, uh, dropped both publicly in posts that he made and via DM and communications with various people that were active at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, on Mr. Nice and big herb was definitely one of those guys. Um, that was active in communication. And like yeah. Matt said, he had a great write-up on the history of it um, yeah. that you can probably still go read. Yeah, Herb was around when, when, when Neville came back and I started getting fucking around with him and trying to work the Bubba's and all that shit. And uh, it kind of petered off on the Mr. Nice forums after that. It really, really took a dive after all that shit. Yeah. So somebody just asked a question, which I'll answer just because it ties in. Uh, they they were asking, did Neville have both an A and a C male, and did he use them to breed in various things? Um, so what it sounds like uh, is that Neville ended up with two guys, right? Yeah. And uh, the A and the A and the C, right? And it was easier to use the males because it was easier to collect pollen and then dust a bunch of indica females at the appropriate time than it was to try to deal with the females, I guess. Yeah. So. For lack of a better way, he ended up with a couple boys and um, the uh, the A uh, he lost in 1989. He did a huge seed increase and put all of his best Indicas in there, like the G13 and the NL5 and a bunch of different stuff. And then him and his workers forgot to keep a backup in the bedroom. Yeah. So he bloomed every A male and they all died and he lost it. So after that, uh, happens so often keeping oh big libraries, God. too. So he never sold any commercial. He never sold any commercial amounts of Haze. Yeah. He popped them himself and gave out various phenos of it, which we'll get to in a little bit. And he might, he gave some private amounts of seed to friends, um, other breeders, uh, people early on, you know, whatnot, but, uh, it was never sold commercially. So everything you ever could buy commercially was the sea dad. So yeah. all NL five Hayes, all NL five Hayes that you could buy from the seed bank, or from Sensi Seeds was the seed ad. Right? Okay. And that's, so that's kind of like what everybody's got. Yeah, I'd bring Big Herb on the live. I don't know if he's ready to just be pop on on camera all of a sudden, but he's more than welcome to come on. It's no, but uh, we'll, re we'll definitely reach out to you after the show. Uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And, and would be cool to add to things. But, um, you know, so Neville, 
Neville had NL5 Hayes was probably the most famous. It's probably what put Hayes on the map, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is that it, it just made it a permanent part of cannabis lore. Yeah, it inundated the United States. It did. And he, you know, in 89 and 90, the pictures on the front of his catalog were an NL5 Hayes A. Yeah. Uh, huge running colas, big bud, you know, yeah. all that. And it was that and Super Skunk ended up being him and Sensi's best selling seed lines. So NL5 Hayes kind of changed the game. And um, it was super potent. And it, it's probably, I've said it on shows with Matt before, in my opinion, it's probably the most successful hybrid ever made. I wonder if it's because like the line was kicking out more keepers, you know, things that people wanted, or just because so many were sold, you were eventually going to find a keeper because it wasn't super easy to find keepers in all those packs. Was it? I never found a fucking keeper. Yeah. And I bought, I definitely, I bought plenty of packs, Uh, not plenty, but I mean, I probably bought seven or eight packs in the, in the, in the mid nineties. But then other people from that same year and same era as me, uh, there's things that are still traded today that were found right around then. Yeah. So it's just the mis- it's just the mystery of seeds. You can find yeah. it in one and you, c- or you might not find it in 200. Yeah. In a way, you know, um, but it seems like that that strain was consistent from somewhere to 89 to the mid 90s. Yeah. Uh, Neville says they lost the NL5 mom before he left Sensi, which was in 95, 96. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and basically like all the, um, all the haze that we know of, all the phenos that have been kept, all seem to trace back to that late eighties through mid nineties era. Yeah. And there's a bunch, like, yeah. And there's a fucking bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a shitload. I mean, and some that may not even be identified as NL5 Hayes, like Bullrider might be NL5 Hayes based, you know? Yeah. Old Betsy. Yeah, exactly. The sister of Bullrider or whatever. But yeah. so what ends up happening is that um, maybe we can like, uh, you know, that's interesting, uh, Big Herb, because we've always wondered, there's been a rumor that the Cuban black um, could have been from gifted seeds to someone that Neville knew. You know, and it could be, it could have been a, in that case. Um, but I've heard that rumor too. I don't know if it's true. Um, but, uh, I poo poo the Cuban black. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Like the, the, at least the clones circulating right now in the community, because I knew exactly who brought it in. And that dude kept fucking lying about everything he had. So I think it's very, I'm very skeptical, skeptical with what, uh, with what goes around today as a Cuban black haze, it might be some kind of NL5 haze, but it is not the original. I know where so it came from. What, what, you know, I mean, we can, you know, we, we're bouncing around and I apologize because it's like a, a multi-decade story or whatever. But yeah, basically, uh, and we can dive into different parts at different times. But um, basically between, you know, 89 and, and 95 or so, there's probably like uh, 10 or 15 elites maybe a few more yeah. that have survived from that era that are all named cuts and still held on to. Yeah. Um, of mostly NL five Hayes, um, whether it uses the a dad or the C dad, but some G 13 Hayes, some hash plant Hayes, um, various different things. Yeah. You know, I've only um, ever had the hash plant Hayes and hybrids, but it's pretty so good. They, um, so basically, yeah, Neville basically crossed it to like all his best, Indicus. 
Yeah. So it got crossed to Hashplant. It got crossed to G13. It got crossed to NL5. It got crossed to NL1. Uh, anything that he had that was an Indica that he thought was a bomb clone. Yeah. Uh, got, you know, so, so that's kind of where like people are talking. Piff isn't one thing, all this. We'll get to that in a second. But basically what happened is, is that there's a whole series we can talk about of famous clones in Europe that Neville hunted and found and then passed out to friends. Yeah. And those got, those got held. And like some people call them the Southern, the, I almost said Southern Humble, the Southern Holland, <laughs> the South Holland crew. I yeah. Uh, yeah. South Holland crew. Um, and they've been sold in coffee shops for decades. Yeah. When I, when I first went, you know, to coffee shops in, in Amsterdam, you could get NL5, hate, you could get A5, you could get C5, you could get G13, you could get hash plant haze. Basically every, every trip I went somewhere had, you know, various versions of it. Yeah. So they were sold and a lot of people came to Holland to smoke those hazes. So there was these famous cuts and there's a lot of them that are 30 years old now or whatever that got, um, that got saved in Europe. And there's like a whole map to that. And then at the same time, there was a bunch of people that were trading seeds with Neville, uh, and buying a bunch of Neville seeds. And it seems like a combination of New York and Florida, right? Um, it blew up and got super popular. Yeah. And there was markets for it. A lot of the people in Florida were actually sending it to New York because it blew up in New York and um, got a top dollar. And there's rumors that it's been kind of a thing in New York since the seventies. Yeah. Like there's always been a high end clientele of like wall street brokers, musicians, artists, connected people that are, were willing to drop big money for Hayes. Yeah. As long as I've been a smoker, you could go to New York and find Hayes. Yeah. I wonder why that is. It just caught on and never, I don't know. Um, but like, know, I wonder West, why Dominican crews picked up on it in New York. I wonder why certain ethnic, you know, groups just navigated to that specific type. Is it that New Yorkers just tend to like more speedy weed? You know, I mean, I don't know. In, in this case, the best haze in the world, in my opinion, is in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and, you know, New York and Florida. Yeah. The West Coast gets jacked. Like we literally, we get Jack and super silver haze and, uh, yeah. you know, like we get a lot of hybrids of that kind of thing. And those are more like the poly hybrids that came later. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, you know, they, on the East coast, they have a bunch of F ones and yeah. S ones of F ones and, you know, and there's a, people are going to talk about it. You know, there's people talk about names like Heights, Haze, downtown Brown, uh, Piff church, uh, Cuban black, um, you know, it seems like there was groups of Dominicans and groups of Cubans that had it on lockdown. Yeah. You know, people call it block work, uh, because they could get it on the block. There was green haze. There was brown haze. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's really hard if you're not from there, uh, to know all the different, you know, are they phenos? Are they the same thing grown different ways? Are they called different hybrid names is, I mean, I, I talked to some people that were in the know. And I used to think that it was like, you know, half a dozen names for the same couple cuts. Yeah. But it turns out that in the 30 years that Hayes has been popular in New York and Florida, there's a fucking plethora. Yeah. There's even, there's like Pude. That's another one. I always wondered what that stood for. (laughs) It's a weird word. Yeah. I I mean, there's all kinds of nicknames and stuff. And so what's crazy about the Hayes 
is that the and don't take any offense to this anyone but like the cubans and the dominicans and whoever that were running it they viewed it very much so as a business yeah and they held that shit fucking tight they weren't into into sharing it with trading they had like a market and their market was good and they were into it and there's dudes that i've talked to that like their entire career basically just grown haze yeah you know that's all they needed to do was grow haze get it to new york boom they're good right so they don't share that shit so but what's interesting about that is like unlike a lot of like random cuts you get like where you kind of have to get the cut a lot of those dudes, once they realized they couldn't get the real cut, they just went and bought beans because you yeah. could still buy the line. Yeah. And you buy, you know, and it's like, imagine if your buddies are selling it for a ton of money, you might go to Amsterdam and buy a hundred seeds. Yeah. And come back and pop a bunch. And then all of a sudden you've got the, you know, I've got, I've got the piff. Yeah. I've got the Cuban black. You know, I they called it my experience. And this is, this is, uh, I remember Big Herb, I was trying to push a bunch of these off on him because I knew like no one wanted them. But when I got the piff, the Dominicans asked me not to release it pure. That was the only request they had. Don't release it pure. And I wasn't going to fucking snub that, you know, like you didn't want to piss anyone off. So I never did. But I I really regret it. Yeah, I mean, they have there's a market. So I don't claim to be an expert. I mean, there's there's different people we could probably bring on maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. that know a lot more about the various names and origins of the various different haze things from New York. I just yeah. wanted to bring it up in general that there's a bunch of cuts that get passed around in Florida and New York more, but, but Florida too, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch in Holland. And yeah. between those two areas, that's like 15 different cuts yeah. at least a bunch. So it's probably the line that has the most, we're lucky if one or two phenos of any famous thing survives from the nineties to today. Yeah. Right. Can you think of any other line from that era that has as many cuts as NL five Hayes does that still float around? Not even close, man. We're still trying to find a single Not cut of a lot of these lines, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and so, you know, some of this stuff, people are talking about gold or brown haze or whatever. Um, in my opinion, uh, and I've seen it in like chem four and I've seen it in various strains, you know, certain strains just when it, when they're, when they're around oxygen, they sort of cure a little bit Brown. Yeah. I used to get, remember like the, the real cherry pie when it was growing would be like deep purple and would look all crazy mm-hmm. when I did it in depths and then I dry it. And three weeks later it would, the, the, the purple would turn a little light Brown. Oh man, I hated that about like blackberries too. Like that beautiful yeah. magenta red as it dries, it turns just this nasty muddy turn brown. brown. And some yeah. of those some of those haze crosses turn brown as they dry. It's yeah. the Colombian influence, I believe. And so it might be terpy as all get out and fresh and smell delicious. And someone mm-hmm. looks at it and they're like, This shit's old. Yeah. You know, old weed, you know? <laughs> so it's just like it's a it's a uh you know, I mean, even like we, I was, we were talking about it. I was talking about it earlier today, but I have a buddy who made the chocolate top, the, uh, the chocolate diesel. Yeah. Right. And it's, and that stuff, it's basically a uh, chocolate tie by dog by sour diesel. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. And we had it for a long time and no one wanted to ever buy it because it cured a light brown. Yeah. Because the chocolate part wasn't so much. It smelled like chocolate. It was that the tie was brown. Yeah. And, and, and like Pharrell said, back in the day, they wanted that brown. Yeah. But that brown was, it was good brown. It was fresh. It, was, yeah. it wasn't like it was fucked up, but it just, 
a little yellow, a little brown, little off colors. Yeah. But what's crazy about haze is that that is like death on the West Coast. Right. Yeah. Brown, any kind of brown color at all. And it's like doom. And I, I can see people in the comments or whatever talking about all oh, the uptown Brown's my favorite. Yeah, that's the one. I, I give me that brown. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff like that where I can name them real quick. Um, when, we, when we talk about A or C, it's just basically like a Holland shorthand for uh, which ma- which Hayes male of Neville's was used. Yeah. Right. So there's at least three C5s um, that float around Holland that are still alive for sure. Um, yeah. One of them is the is is called the one. And that's the mom of uh, Super Silver Haze. Mm-hmm. And it's floats around. It's actually in America right now. And it's what people some people if you see people posting in America of C5, it's that cut. OK, so the C5 cut in America is the one. The C5 cut in America is the, it's like the terpenaline bomb. Yes. It's what made Super Silver Haze so terpenaline dominant. Yeah. You know, um, and, uh, you know, and so it it's um, it's being passed around. It made it over the oh, and it's really amazing, uplifting, super potent weed. Mm-hmm. It just you have to be able to handle terpenaline. Yeah. If you don't like terpenaline, it's going to be a real problem. I smoke terpenaline all and, day. And uh, and so there's like three C5s. The final C5 was my favorite. I used to smoke it over there in Amsterdam. It's the they call it the 122 or the mango, mm-hmm. and it's the mom of mango haze. And it just ta- it has more of that myrcene. Like uh, I don't forget, I forget what the terp is that leads to mangoes, but know. it smells like ripe mangoes, and it's got a great high. Yeah, uh, C5 isn't SSH. C5 is the mom of SSH. Someone just said so. So then there's a there's three cuts of C5 at least over there. There's two cuts of A5. They say. There's a, a G13A, there's a G13C, there's a hash plant by C. Um, I might be missing a couple, I don't know. Yeah, but, don't know. but there's a bunch of them over there. Um, and, uh, and then most of the ones in America are, are you know, NL5 cross the C. Yeah. Um, even, I should mention too, that um, Neville gave Soma of Soma Seeds some G13A. And he took a male of that and all of Soma's uh, sativa and hazy lines are based off that, that male that yeah. he kept uh, from some G13 A seeds that he got. And so what it seems like uh, Neville was pretty open about this on, um, on the, uh, on the forums over there was uh, Hayes does not like being crossed to itself. No. Yeah at all and what becomes hard is especially with the c the more you cross haze to itself uh neville called it cat piss we would probably uh we would probably call it um uh terpenaline (laughs) but but the more you cross it you get terpenaline dominant and then only rarely do others any kind of and that's what everybody thinks of as jack jack terps train wreck terps yep uh super silver haze haze terps uh that kind of stuff tends to dominate so what it seems like is the best ones the ones that everybody keeps are the f1s yeah of haze to some indica and the poly hybrids like super silver haze mango haze uh jack rare that kind of thing they don't seem to be as people don't seem to have keepers of those the same way not that there's not cuts of them that don't float around it might be nice yeah 
Um, but we should mention too, because it's fucking, we're it's kind of like a ramble or whatever. But most of these things are they're one of the most unique things about haze is that most of the good ones take between twelve and sixteen weeks. Yeah, long time. Long time. A long time. Like I think the Cuban blacks and a lot of the ones in New York, ninety to a hundred days is a pretty common uh, rate to take those ones. The dog shit, which is about the only West Coast one that's any good. Um, that one's 12, 13 weeks. Easy. Yeah. You know, um, all the stuff from Europe, uh, you know, was is all 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. You know, and so that was one of the things that Neville and Shanti and all those guys that were fucking around with it. One of their criteria was they didn't want anything longer than 16 weeks. Yeah. Because it was impractical. Because asking someone to flower something for four months is already impractical. Yeah. Especially so if it's a, a money making thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's an aspect where it's like, I, uh, you know, they cut it off. They wanted 14 to 16 weeks, you know, and it seems like yeah. the earliest good ones are more like 12 and 13. Yeah. You know, um, but 14 to 16 seems to be the most common range that a lot of them fall into. I was a big fan of the old SOG Super Silver Haze. That was one of my favorites that, that ran pretty quick and was mostly Skunk 1 dominant. It's pretty yeah, cool. sure. Yeah. I mean, those, you know, the Super Silver Haze and the, and the Mango <laughs> Haze were both um, two different NL5 Haze moms crossed to the same Skunk Haze dad. Yeah. Right? So the Skunk helped, like, throw, especially in the Super Silver, it, it helped it throw bigger, longer, thicker colas. Yeah. And it could shorten up the time a whole bunch. In my opinion, yeah. you know, um, and uh, so, you know, they so then it just became going back. It just became fucking famous. Yeah. Everybody had haze and all these seed companies wanted to obscure exactly how they got haze. But haze just became haze for a while was sort of shorthand for sativa. Yeah, it was the sativa. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, it got famous in America. It got famous over there. It was all these various different things. Um, and it seems like, you know, like I said, the F1s seem to be a lot better than the polyhybrids. Yeah. That now that the polyhybrids hybrid, weren't nice, I've, I've grown nice super silver haze. I've had keepers of mango haze I loved. Mm -hmm. um, but the, it seems like all the most favorite ones are F1. Yeah. So some type of Afghani or Paki cross the haze, cross the haze. Very two yeah. very different things slap together, and then you see what they get. Yeah, and even with those things crossed to it, still the keepers were fourteen, sixteen weeks. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. like you're taking some Colombian and like shortening it from twenty to twenty four to fourteen to sixteen. I've seen uh, Colombian black go up to twenty six. That's yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, you know. And so people are talking about piff. Piff is just. You know, Piff is a catch-all term. Yeah. For, um, it's one of the nicknames to haze. Yeah. You know, people can argue, I'm not going to sit there and say that I have some encyclopedic knowledge of how all the New York haze terms came about. Yeah. Um, but it got a bunch of, it was popular enough for long enough that it has a bunch of nicknames. Right? Yeah. I said it before, Heights Haze, Uptown Brown, Cuban Black, um, Block Work. Huh? Yeah. Church. Piff, church, Frankie, Frankie, short for frankincense, you know, um, um, all that, all that different types of stuff. Oh boy, and there said Pude stands for pure. 
I didn't know that's what it meant. I don't know if that's Colombian for pure or Dominican for pure. It had a lot of nicknames. Yeah. You know, and probably just like Kush and just like cookie, just like everything else. It got popular. People got bag seeds. People got lines from Amsterdam still and popped their own thing and added their own name to it because they're trying to cash in on the thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to say, but rarely, you know, that line was available for seven or eight years in seed form. Okay, so I, got, pretty... I have an idea. Huh. I have an idea for a little game we can play. I'm going to name a few different haze cuts, and you're going to say pass or smoke. Oh, pass, man. And you're going to be passing it to an idiot, or you're going to smoke it yourself. Okay? Indeed. Okay. Um, A5. Smoke. Smoke. Okay. C5. Smoke. Okay, I knew you'd go for both of them. Um, dog shit. Definitely smoke. Have you smoked old Betsy? No. No, haven't tried it. No, nope. or uh, Bull Rider, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's the mo- I haven't even smoked a Bull Rider that I know of. You know, like it just oh. wasn't, it had already died out by the time I got to San Diego. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of some, some good hazy cuts that you've tried. Uh, Cali Mist. Smoke. There's nothing you're not going to smoke that has haze in it. Now that I think about it, I don't think I could name one. Could you? I could. Yeah. I, I would, there's, there's not really a Jack I've seen that I wished I had a jar on my, on my, on my, on my, on my shelf there. Wow. So Jack, you're going to pass on a Jack. Jack. I would pass Pass on the Jack or pass on Jack. Jack to me is like huge yielding skunk one on a haze frame. Yeah. You know, and it's like, just, I, I don't know it like the type of terpenaline that Jack is, is not yeah. my favorite. It's more like <laughs> it, it doesn't taste good to me. You know, uh, I know yeah. people love it, you know, and people loved it cause they got two, three pounds of light with it and they crushed it in depths and greenhouses. And they basically grew the shit out of it until the buyers were like, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about amnesia? I, Have you tried amnesia yet? Amnesia is some watered down shit. I thought it was, it's one of my favorites. Really? All the reasons, <laughs> it is one of my favorites by far. Cause it's so like perfumey fruity. Like it's just nice, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like, I like the, I like the church, the frankincense, the mercine. Yeah. Um, I can't, I'm not a, a terpenaline hater by any means. Like I said, I mean, like I said, C5 is a terpenaline bomb. Yeah. But there's a difference to me between terpenaline that has a little bit of sweetness or creaminess behind it. Uh-huh. And like, I just sprayed my mouth with like floor cleaner. Yeah, that's true. And that, that terpenaline, you know, it's like, and I think for Jack and stuff like that, there was just a bunch of badly grown Jack and <laughs> it overwhelms, just like train wreck, you know, it overwhelms people. Yeah. You know, like that Durban, um, that Durban from Colorado or whatever, that one's a terpenaline bomb too. Sure is, you know, sure fucking is super yeah. terpenaline, and you know, it's like I like. There's all kinds of weed I smoke. I'm not a hater on it. Yeah. Um, but when I when I the, the interesting part to me is it's not so much the only thing I can think of that's like really strong terpenaline that I love the high. Yeah. Is the C5. Interesting. And I don't know why that, that does it for you. You know, I don't know why that is, but yeah. Um, you know, but. They, uh, you know, what's cool about it is that because it made money in coffee shops for so long and still does, um, it's still hoarded over there. Yeah. 
And people accuse us of hoarding. That shit is legit hoarded. Dude, people are like so many people put stipulations on those fucking cuts. I mean, day. like w- there are certain seed lines like me and Caleb can never release. No, Ever. because they'll be they'll be super pissed off and people yeah. will be angry. And it's like and, you know, it's been monetized over there for so long and been sold in coffee shops. And if you got the cuts, you had to give kickbacks to the dudes that I was yeah. like very. So those things, it's like and they don't give a fuck. They don't want to trade you for shit. They have no. what they have yeah. and they don't. It's so that's like the ultimate hoarding, because honestly, um, they didn't slip out until Neville died. Yeah. Yeah. The entire time that he was alive, that shit was on lockdown with those guys. Yep. Right. Yep. And then two, only two of those cuts, maybe more, but only, you know, but yeah. I love, huh? I love that. One of the sources for those cuts I was sent a list with those on. I mean, I was like, I want those two. And the dude didn't even know what the fuck they were till I told him what they were. And that was the biggest mistake I ever made. I don't, I don't like to dick people and be like, you know, I'm not, I wanted, I'd like to trade equal value. So if, even if they find out later, it's rare. They at least got the worth, but yeah. That I mean, the hard, so the hard part is the hard part is that, um, you know, these things would never be popular. Okay. Yeah, no, you really have to, not. you really have to like the high. Um, because yeah, you, and take- you, to, you should know what you're growing too. Cause I see a lot of people asking about the a five S ones and stuff like that. That's not going to be a super like uh, marketable commercial crop nowadays that would sell really well. I think people have this like fantasized idea because you're saying it's dank and they, they respect your word. They don't understand what it would with, what this definition of dank would look like. Dank and ugly. It is fugly. I mean, like I mentioned before, like, People were talking on the thing about how much they love the Uptown Brown. Yeah. You couldn't sell Uptown Brown in California. No fucking way. No and way. Don't get me wrong. Even if I agree with you and I say that weed's amazing, it still wouldn't sell here. Yeah, it just couldn't. And like, if you see the pictures of A5, there's no resin production anywhere on any leaf no. for miles. And you just look at it and be like, fuck, that dude sucks at growing. But really, it's, it, it's the plant. It's yeah. ugly. Yeah. But it works. You know, and so yeah. you really have to be into the high. So it's like they're every, like all these Dutch are like trying to hoard it like Americans are going to like fuck with their money. Yeah. yeah. When you really have to be a, a consumer, like a lover of cannabis because it takes four months. So you have to plan that it's going to take twice as long as the rest of your shit. Yeah. And you got to keep it happy and healthy and bug free and pe- and all the various issues free that long. And it don't wash. <laughs> you know? no, yeah. And, and then, you know, and then you get some great weed. Yeah. You know, and so um, so it's not, you know, but in, in Holland, it's like all my first experiences with smoking, all those ones were all Holland grown. Yeah. And maybe I could tell a story that people uh, people might like. So I went and saw this room in, in Holland that was growing Neville's Haze and uh, C5 and then 122. Yeah. Right. And so I go into this room and it was one of it, uh, I only met Neville a couple of times, but it was one of his partners. Okay. And so I go into this yeah. room and it's like, there's like one gallon pots on the ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with those Grodan, like, uh, Rockwell. Rockwell croutons. Yeah. You know, like the little yeah, the croutons, yeah, the the little, crouton, little, crouton, yeah. little squares, right? Yeah. It's one gallon pots with these stems coming out of them that were like that big. <laughs> and those stems went six, seven feet up in the air. Yeah. Okay. Bear. Right. And so imagine this little one gallon pot with this stem. That's like half as wide as the pot 
yeah. going six feet straight up and then branches everywhere and like two or three layers of uh of netting yeah and then they just had a bunch of 600s on the ceiling i i forgot to tell you i had a conversation with seattle greg the other day and he said when he went into neville's grow room uh-huh. he said he said when he first got there neville was growing rock wool slabs on the ground on the ground yeah and they had yeah. they had drains in there or whatever else and they would be yeah. on this like the slowest constant drip ever yeah. you know yeah. um but it was like you're looking at literally these they were probably 10 12 20, 10 12 foot pall plants that was like yeah. where the weed was yeah. and it started at above i'm six three it started above my head that's like i walked crazy. in and all the netting was above my head and there's these tiny ass little pots on slow drip and just like a sea of spears above how big head. was the ceiling how tall were the ceilings they were pretty tall they were like 14 feet or something like that it yeah was like they a, had to be i mean if the fucking canopy starts at the top of your head that's the a canopy crazy. started the canopy started about seven feet it was about half a foot above my head Jesus and from seven God. to ten feet was where most of the weed was and then the lights were hanging off the ceiling and yeah. it was like six feet like you looked and there was like a sea of brand of of stock <laughs> coming out of the thing and going up above your head and then branching out into huge branches all over. That's wild. It was pretty wild. I'd never seen at the time. I'd never seen anything like that before in my life because yeah, people, people are confusing. They're saying they thought you were five foot 10. No, that's me. I'm five foot 10. <laughs> yeah. I'm six, three. So yeah. it was above my head. And, um, you know, and what's crazy about that is that their drip system fails. For instance, that shit's dead in like two hours. Yeah. That that's what's always scared me about like drip systems, feeds, hydroponic systems. I mean, it was, it was literally on like the slowest drip you could imagine. It was basically constant. Yeah. You know, it's constant feed during the light cycle, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, but that's how they grew. And that was Neville's haze and the mango haze and the C5. Yeah. And those were all grown for coffee shops at the time. Yeah. You know, um, and they were dank. I mean, the Neville's haze, um, is, is a five by Hayes C, uh-huh. you know, and the cut that I love still exists. I hope that it gets sent over to America sometime. Um, yeah. I would go, what the fuck are you laughing at? <laughs> Everybody's down my height. No, he's this short as fuck. Like 10. Huh? Liars. He's uh he's short. I don't know how short, <laughs> but Floor he's, terps. he's, yeah. he's, he's short, you know? Uh, so five ten is a little short. You're right. He might. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Girl, Pinocchio nose on my There's, dick. There is. Uh, there was some really good Neville's hazes. There's. There's rumor. Uh, it's really hard to substantiate anything with Shanti or any of the Euro guys in general. Um, so we don't know if Neville's haze is the same or not. Yeah. You know. Um, we don't. Uh, someone asked if we could break down Karma's A5 S1. Yeah, he should um, change the name to Snitch Haze S1. Next! He, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he he reversed the... I, I don't think the... I don't think the... Um, I don't think the Hazes like being bred even to even to um, outcrosses of themselves. Yeah. They certainly don't... That doesn't seem like they like to be S1 very much. No. There, there's a lot of ugly in them motherfuckers. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of ugly. You might get, and that's part of the problem too, is like when it comes to haze, you know, the best stuff is going to be three to four months. A bunch of it's going to be junk. A bunch of it's going to be jungle weed. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to know for forever. It takes a long time to 
freaking uh you know to get it going so it's like i mean i can tell a story that i i've told privately or yeah. whatever but uh i went out i went out to the cannabis cup in i think it was 98 or something like that and uh it was the first year that they released uh neville's hayes seeds yeah okay and neville's hayes was so everybody knows it was supposed to be a private breeding um of of neville's and he was trying to make what he called the holy grail yeah a haze line so he took um he took his favorite a5 um which which was on the cover of the 89 and 90 catalog that female and he threw that on the haze female yeah and it was the first time he tried to breed both haze dads into a single thing and they found this cut over there that was the strongest sativa i've ever smoked in my life I've talked about it before. It's I remember crazy. It that Neville's hates. Oh, that just Neville's hates, hates, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it make, I mean, it, it is unbelievably potent in a way that weed is not normally potent. Yeah. Um, and so I smoked it over there and it blew my head off. Like it, it made it hard for me to walk downstairs. Yeah. I like That's held onto the railing and I felt disassociated and I felt like it hit me in a weird, it made me feel like I was smoking kind bud with no tolerance. Yeah. Like I got, it was intense and I got high for hours. And so I just brought some of these seeds home and I'd never grown an extreme sativa before. So I was going to breed with this fucker and I grew it for a few months. I took some cuttings and then once they rooted and I knew I had backup copies, I, I flipped it to see what was up. Yeah. Well, I flipped it at twelve twelve, you know, cause it's like oh, 1999 no. or something. Yeah. I made that mistake before too. Yeah. And it, it vegged for months with no pistols. Yeah. It just, you wait and you're like week seven, you're like, what the? Huh? yeah. And I was like, what the fun? Like all my shit's finishing <laughs> up and it's barely starting. And I was like, Oh yeah. fuck. So I like, I, I tossed them and then I took clones and I flowered those. And then I put more shit in there cause I was trying to breed with it. And then the same yeah. fucking thing happened. Right. And I didn't know at the time, that a lot of those guys over there will tell you that if you really want to get your sativas to do well, yeah, clone them a few times and let the plant itself get to be six or seven months old. Yeah. Because that's its natural veg cycle before it would even start to bloom in the tropics. Yeah. You got to realize it's going to veg for a long ass time. And he's like, no, if you're getting an a five cut that was popped in 89, you can just flip it. Yeah. It's obviously. Yeah. And then I didn't know anything about 1114 or 10, uh, yeah. 1113 or 1014 or anything like that, which is basically just like for people that don't grow, it's uh, how much hours of light and how much hours of darkness. Yeah. So 1212 for, uh, you know, 22 years ago or whatever, that was fine for all my Indicas for Neville's that was like veg. Yeah. In order to get it to start, I had to give it 11 hours of light and 13 hours of darkness. It had to be over six months old. And then I had to finish it at 1014 for like the final six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I fucked up a bunch. Yeah. I did you that know? with the Malawi too. Bodhi, Bodhi's the one who taught me that trick. Cause I would have never, I wouldn't even made sense of it back then. So no, I, had, I, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't even make sense of it until I had a buddy in Amsterdam <laughs> who grew for Neville. And I went back to Europe and saw him the next year and told him like basically my follies. Yeah. And he just laughed at me and he laid all that shit out. Yeah. And I That's had, funny. I had no idea, dude. I, was I mean, like, it makes sense when someone says it like, and then you're like, Oh, 
God, that makes sense. And how easy. Yeah. Every other strain I'd ever grown of cannabis at that point in time, when I turned the lights back to 1212, everything I needed to happen happened. Yeah. That was my first experience with like weed that didn't do that. You know? And, yeah. and so that's only with extreme sativas. If it's got enough indica in it, it should trigger. Should. And, it's only if, and it's only if it's from seed. Because seeds know they're young. Someone was asking if any of us had grown Cali Mist. Here's an old original pack, low numbered pack early on of Cali Mist that we haven't popped yet. One day, huh, Nato? Yeah, day. one day. Um, you know, so I mean, it should be said about the Cali Mist. Uh, Simon worked for Neville. Its origins are unknown. Neville yeah. thinks that it's an NL5 Haze A pheno. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, but he think he you know he thought that everything in Europe was based off his work, so that's not a surprise. He thought everything um, in America was based off his work. But too, what is interesting work. is that <laughs> having talked to some Dutch people, um, they say that um, that the. Uh, the, the Cali mist was based off a mother plant called the mango. Yeah. Now, whether it's the same, that. whether it's the same mango that, that founded the mango haze and the one twenty two, or whether it's a different thing, I can't say, but they said for a long time, it was alive in Europe and then it got, and then it, it got lost. Yeah. So, um, people Cambodian talk about the Cali mist, Western winds. I remember Western winds has some cambo in it. Western winds is the same fucking thing. Yeah, and it has so, camo in it. So people that Absolutely. so people that uh, people that um, that don't know, uh, Tony from Sag Martha and Simon from Sirius had a company that we talked about before, Cerebral Seeds, for one year, right? <laughs> yeah. And they split up. Tony made Sag Martha seeds. Simon made Sirius seeds, <clears throat> and uh, Simon's version of the Cali Mist was called Cali Mist. Mm-hmm. Tony's version of the same line was called Western Winds, mm-hmm. which is, I think, one of the cooler names in cannabis. I always liked the name Western Winds. I thought that was a super neat name. Just makes me think of gas. You know, gas so. Gas. So, yeah. So I've, I've heard people in Europe tell me that they preferred Tony's version to Simon's, mm-hmm. that the Western Winds. Um, but, you know, then it's hard to say. Uh, those guys don't really reveal parentage. No. Uh, we don't know what's in the Cali mist. We don't know what's in the bubble gum. We don't know what's in the uh, AK-47. Um, it's it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but but the the 90s Cali mist, uh, Simon got busted in 99 or 2000 when they changed the laws. And it seems like several of his lines changed after that. Yeah. And the Cali mist was one of them. But in the 90s, there was some really amazing Cali mist cuts. Yeah. It was It was a nice line. Um, you know, so, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of what happened is it's like people, you know, people were getting, you could buy, um, they called it, uh, pure haze F10 mm-hmm. Remember from, uh, from, uh, flying Dutchman. Yep. And they'd straight up tell you 80% of it is junk. 10% of it is, is, is pretty good. And 10% yeah. of it is, is special. I don't know if, if, if flying Dutchman said that I know Tom Hill said that. I'm pretty sure that in the description, they talked about about how inbred it was already. Okay. And that its best use was for hybrids and outcrossing. Interesting. But if you were trying to find a winner, be prepared that only less than 10%. Yeah. So you'd have to do like at least a hundred one hunt. Yep. 
And so doing a hundred hundred plant haze hunt is a fucking nightmare. That's also expensive. Yes, expensive and nightmarish because yeah. it's going to be a bunch of jungle weed and the shittiest looking weed could end up being fire. Yeah. You're not going to know until you dry it and smoke it. You're not going to know how potent it is. It can be like, look resinless. Yeah. And still take your head off. Right? Yep. I mean, so, but what's cool about it is that it was so fire <clears throat> that it's become one of the most common names in cannabis. And it's been blended into all kinds of shit for forever. Yep. You know, Blue Dream has haze in it. You know, lots of lots of huge yielding plants have haze in their background because of that stretch. Yeah. The stretch, the yield, the height. If, if you could throw, if you could, like Jack Herrera was basically figuring out a way to get skunk buds on a haze frame. Yeah. And if you could get a ginormous haze plant with huge skunk running colas and a little NL density, then you're three pounds of light, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three pounds of light. Three pounds of light, bro. I you used know? to know the days you're supposed to fucking lollipop on for three pounds of light, but I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, maybe we should, we've been, we've been rambling about haze for a minute. Maybe we should talk a little about, so Neville made, Neville made all these, um, all these hybrids, only a few of which he ended up selling to the public. Yeah. But there was a bunch, um, like the G13 haze crosses and, uh, the, the silver haze, which was Afghan, a maple leaf Afghan tea by haze and different things. He passed out to friends and pe other people in Amsterdam and even some people that bought seeds off him early on. Yeah. So those things got spread out a little bit and there was keepers that were found, even though you could never buy G13 by Hayes A. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had it. And then, you know, um, after that, uh, he started trying to make polyhybrids and blend them all together and cross various select cuts he'd found. He tried to cross, he was trying to do skunk, skunk, NL and Hayes mixed together. Yeah. Because he considered those to be like the three most famous lines in, in Holland. Yeah. So can I get a plant that contains all three? And what it sounds like is it was just a terpenaline nightmare. G13 Hayes? Uh, all the polyhybrids he was trying. Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, he... So there, I went to the... The first cup I went to was the Jack... There was a cup in 1995, a uh, cannabis cup in Amsterdam, which is the only place that they were. And in 95, uh, Ben and Alan Dronkers... Uh, this was actually... I guess, it, yeah, it was 95. So Ben and Alan Dronkers wanted to um, have a commemorative release because the whole theme for that uh that cup was jack herrera and the emperor wears no clothes yeah and the impact that jack herrera had, had on the cannabis movement right so one there was second. all these keep going keep going one second so there was all the, there was all this there was all this theme or whatever right and so <clears throat> neville had been working on this this nl5 haze by skunk haze but he hadn't really found what he wanted yet so Ben and Alan Dronkers, because they were at Sensi and, Sen and Neville was at Sensi at the time, they convinced him to release this sort of like not ready for prime time thing um, and call it Jack Herrera. Okay, so that's how the Jack Herrera came about was they had they already had a pheno of it 
um, that they had at the cup, that they had flour at the cup. And then they, they released Jack Herrera as a seed line at Sensi Seeds that, uh, at the cup. That was like a big debut was you could buy Jack Herrera at the cup. Damn it. I thought I had my Jack Herrera 95 poster here, but I can oh, find it real quick. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Jack got, <clears throat> Jack got, uh, Jack got released. Um, Jack supposedly is the genesis of fucking uh, Brothers Grimm C99 is bag seed from a, a coffee shop in Amsterdam of Jack Herrera. Yeah. Is the supposed is the supposed origins or whatever. At so least half, yeah, it's a bag seed. So it could be half Jack or full Jack. As you know, no, suppose, no. supposedly, if you believe him, it was found in a bud of Jack Herrera bought at a coffee shop. Yeah. And he brought it home and did shit with it. So um, Neville wasn't satisfied with the with Jack Herrera. He felt it was still unfinished. And he left um, he left uh, Sensi later that year and he kept working on the project and he got uh, Shanti Baba to help him. Uh-huh. And they basically they had the mothers that they wanted. They were going to use the C5 and the 122. And they kept trying to find different skunk haze dads that would do what they wanted. Yeah. And according to them, it took a long time and a bunch of different males and a bunch of different growing shit out and a bunch of pain in the ass. But uh, after a few years, they found a skunk haze dad that worked. And Neville preferred that skunk haze crossed to the uh, C5. And Shanti preferred that same dad crossed to the 122. And they couldn't agree on which one was the better line and better representative. Mm-hmm. So they released both. And they called the Skunk Haze by C5 the Super Silver Haze. And they called the uh, Mango Haze by Same Skunk Dad Mango Haze. You know, Super Silver Haze is one that I've actually ran a bunch of. And that's one that I had the hardest time finding keepers in. But I have smoked others' keepers. Like I said, the Old Sox is always one of my favorite. But there are some really good keepers out there, but I just never had luck with Super Silver I brought I brought some to, um, I think, our party a couple of times. It wasn't, Probably. mine wasn't super elite, I wouldn't say. It was a nice cut. Um, it yielded like crazy. It was great to depth and great to grow outside. Yeah. And it had a lot of qualities you want in mold resistance and just general happiness. Um, you know, it had a light terpenaline base or whatever, but... Um, but so basically Super Silver Haze and Neville and uh, Mango Haze are two sisters crossed to the same dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're pretty close, uh, but they're just different. You know, um, Super Silver Haze tends to be more terpenaline. Mango Haze tends to be a bit more mercine, a bit, yeah. more, a bit more mango style. <laughs> I, I tend to I, I like the Mango Haze better as a haze. Mm-hmm. Uh, the super silver haze is a crazy production plan. Yeah. Um, and then I've had some euros tell me um, like uh, gene finder that they, there was a super silver haze in Europe. That was like a 14 weeker. That was like their all time favorite. Interesting. But that one seems lost. Oh, that sucks. It does. Uh, but there was an outlier that was a more hazy, more, you know, more, more, you know, less skunk, more haze. And that one was supposedly phenomenal. Um, but in a polyhybrid, it's going to be hard to, to find something, you know. Um, Neville complained that none of his polyhybrid work was as nice as any of the F1s. Yeah. No matter how hard he tried, they just weren't quite as good. 
you know? Um, but Sometimes I will say that, that that Neville's haze that he made, it's the most potent sativa I've ever tried in my life. And I know that cut still exists in Europe. Yeah. So it's really amazing. You know, what's interesting. I just uh, thought about it. I don't think most breeders or seed makers even talk about the failures anymore. No. Well, that's because um, most of Instagram and social media is marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it doesn't pay to talk about your failures. Like, you know, I mean, you know what the greatest cure for powdery mildew was? What? Instagram. Oh, oh, you know, you're right. Yeah. It just disappeared. Never see it. Gone. So weird. Yeah. No one ever struggles with it. Right. And I, you know why? Because it gets curated out. Yep. You're like, oh, this is a beautiful bud. And there's like one spot of, you know, of mildew on a fan leaf or your whatever. And you're just like, fuck. I remember, you know, this is a little off topic, but I do remember when Swerve's Cali Connection story came out in high times and he was so proud and he fucking took pictures of it, threw it online. And the first thing everyone sees is big old powdery mildew fucking spots all over his leaves. Yeah, you, we used to get grilled if you'd show up with powdery mildew on anything. So I think the uh, internet culture kind of negated that because people would get fucking railed on. So you, know, you want to know how I'm, uh, I'm not big on conspiracy theories? Yeah. You know, but I'll tell a story that most people don't know. What's that? Uh, is that the thing that sent powdery mildew into Northern California, Mendo and Humboldt and mm-hmm. made it forever an issue yeah. was Osama bin Laden and 9-11. Why is that? It's fucking crazy. So 9-11 happens, right? It's September 11th. And yeah. he crashes He crashes these airliners into the Twin Towers, right? Yeah. So everybody's all freaked out and they shut down airliners for three days. Yeah. Okay. But they were worried about them, Al-Qaeda, planning biological attacks on cities. Uh-huh. So they grounded all America's spray planes so they couldn't spray biological agents for eight weeks. <laughs> okay so yeah. from Septem- so from september 11th all the way through september all the way through october no spray paints could be in marin in sonoma in napa in mendo you couldn't have spray planes okay and that's how a bunch of those places controlled powdery mildew wow okay so then in the santa rosa paper which is the big town in sonoma afterwards you see things like Robert Mondavi and other people losing millions of dollars in grapes this year to powdery mildew. Jesus. And all those vineyards are all right by the highway. Yeah. And I shit you not, dude, in the 90s and in 2000, 2001, all the hydro stores I would go into, none of them had any powdery mildew control. None of my friends had powdery mildew. Powdery mildew was something that you got like outdoor maybe in october maybe a touch here and there if you got unlucky never saw it never saw it indoor never ever ever not not a single clone ever and within two months of 9-11 happening every single one of my friends had it yeah and then within a year or two every hydro store had a whole shelf oh no here's how to kill the shit (laughs) you know there was stuff there was biologicals like aq10 um, you know, there was, there was, uh, you know, you know, there was, it was learning about how to kill that shit and how to get rid of it was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was really bunk because it looked like in the beginning, it wasn't fucking up your weed. Yeah. But it really fucked up your weed. Oh, it really fucks it up. Yeah. You know, it's like, you think spider mites are fucking up your weed. They're not really fucking up your weed. 
Yeah, but not powdered like that. mildew, that's really, really messing with your herb. And so it took a number of years to figure out how to not transfer it, how to, you know, no one had ever dealt with it. Yeah. I had never seen it. Like the first two, three years I lived in California, four years maybe, I never saw a single indoor, my friends or myself that ever had it. Yeah. None. That's crazy. That's so no. crazy. And now it's like, it, and then once it became, but then you, if, you, if you think about it, right? Imagine thousands of acres of grapes kicking off clouds as the highway drives by. Of yeah. PM that they can't treat. Jesus Christ. And it just got a, it just it just it just got all over people's fucking tires. It got kicked in the air. It got all over the place. And then it's like it's been a, I'm not saying that that's the only reason, but it's been a problem ever since. Yeah. In all honesty. And then all those clones from NorCal get spread out all over. Yeah. And then people get PM and they don't know how to deal with it. And they don't know how to get rid of it. Yeah. And, you know. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those pathogens. Yeah. It's, it's obnoxious as fuck. It's, it's evil. I was just going to run these by since we're winding down on yeah. time. I was just looking, these, these were in the same bag with the Cali mist and the bubble gum and stuff. I actually was able recently to send a bunch of these back, uh, old, uh, spice of life. I have some old legend seeds. Actually, my my last pack of the Johnny Blaze that people were mentioning, I finally got the, to get those back in the hands of Red, who made them. So I think Red might be making some new versions of the old legend seed stuff soon. So people that were interested in those, you might actually was a get cool to see those come back to fruition. Legends yeah. was a good was a good company for a, yeah. for a while there. They had a bunch of good shit. Yeah, Red Red's Red's the shit. I like that guy a lot. I do. So you want to you want to do some huh. quick questions? Or? Sure. We can do questions. All right. Uh, any that you saw that you want to pick up on? Oh man! Now you're going to call me out and make me remember. Yeah. Uh, if people are listening, ask questions right now. Yeah. If you have a dying question that you have to ask, uh, can you speak on the Hawaiian lights? What's plant like? How does it compare to the NL five? Uh, I'll do that real quick. Um, I also sent Red back some Legends Ultimate Indica, Dookie. He also got the Legends Ultimate Indica for me. Um, Hawaiian Lights is, oddly enough, it's more Afghani even than the NL5. It tends to be more broadleaf in expression. Um, we saw some Bubba-looking types in it that weren't Bubba-smelling, but they were just the, the typical Bubba structure. Um, lots of resin production. There is some color in these. Lots of tropical turps. Lots of pineapple just all through the, the tropical range. Um, trying to think of what the best way to describe that is, but it's really hard. Tropical. Think tropical, basically. Tropical Afghani. And that is essentially what Hawaiian Lights comes out like. Very variant, but they all are pretty much broadleaf. So, yeah. That's, that's Hawaiian Lights in a nutshell. We'll have Caleb come on and talk more about it soon. Um, we're going to be dropping the hybrids, I believe, this weekend. I'm going to do my best. I've been packaging a bunch, trying to get through all the packages and orders. So once those are done, then I'll add in the uh, Hawaiian Lights hybrid. So keep your eyes posted on rightseco.com and humboldtcsi.com for both. So there's a couple, there's a bunch of questions out. Yeah, um, go ahead. There's, uh, there was some stuff on leather terps, uh, mm -hmm. the A5 and some of the, some of the rare haze terps definitely have some leather in them. Uh, animal and leather. I actually kind of prefer that dark profile to like the super bright fruity terpenaline, uh, type of thing on it. 
Um, you know, there's, there's haze lines available all over. The trouble is just pulling out what you want out of them. You know, there's leather, some American leather is also motor rebels, marijuana. Um, his version of Steve Tuck's marijuana, which is very different is very, there's a lot of leather in it. There we yeah. go. Someone else just said it too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, there's, you know, there's some American seed companies that I won't, that are, uh, you know, they're crossing things to Cuban black and other haze things. Um, there's obviously some European seed companies like Shanti Baba that have some stuff. There's a big debate on what he's lost and what he's had, but, um, you know, you can definitely get, it seems like the mango haze, um, is still really good from him. Um, you know, there's smaller breeders doing smaller work on hazes. It, It definitely is easier to get a, well, I don't know if easier to get, but, um, you know, there's there's good haze cuts out there that are starting to slip out a little bit more wide, um, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, people were talking about when did the first cookie pop out? Uh, that's a whole show in itself, but probably by probably like, oh, nine ish. Yeah, I would say uh, I can't talk about somebody mentioned the legitimacy of uh, uh, Scott from Rare Danks. Neville's haze couldn't tell you. No idea. Uh, you know, um, Neville's Hayes has been for sale for a long time. If you use Neville's Hayes from Neville, couldn't tell you what era it was from. Um, no information on that as far as that goes. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, th- there's big debates. People talk about newer, newer releases of, of Shanti stuff don't have that. Um, people always get that way. Sometimes I wonder if it doesn't have that or just, you found it in one or two packs and then you go through five or six more packs looking for it. You don't find it. Yeah. Is it in there? Did you just not see it that time? Yeah. Did the luck of the draw not pop up? You know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a super bitch to find one that you want. <clears throat> Purple haze was a super famous, um, haze from the original, um, haze lines from America. You know, they, kind the of said, they said they kind of bred it out on accident. It was actually magenta haze on the poster. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Magenta. Yeah. You know, um, you know, so the problem with haze is that it's hard to find keepers. It's rare, but there is a bunch of interest in it all of a sudden in the last two or three years. And so that's gotten some American breeders collecting cuts and making hybrids. Um, and you can yeah, find those. Johnny come lately, motherfuckers, you know, just, just be prepared <laughs> to hunt through some jungle weed and, yeah. you know, and don't, don't let, you know, we should mention, um, we should mention that, uh, if we're talking about jungle weed, there is a super famous cut of, uh, NL5 Haze A, I think in Holland and it's called Dr. Grinspoon. It's, it's called Quays, motherfucker. Quays, oh, right. Okay. Whatever. Quays, Dr. Grinspoon. I'm just going to say most people probably know it as one's an S one of the other. It's not the same thing. Okay. Anyway, Quays. Right. So we call it Quays. Yes. So the, the the point I was trying to make is when you watch this thing grow, it's a million little calyxes like this fucking big. It's like the kind of thing where 99% of growers would cut that shit halfway through. Right? Yeah. It produces a million little one-hitter type bong rips. Yeah. But the weed off, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So if you're growing haze, don't go by looks. Yeah. Wait until you can smoke it and see what the effect is and see what the taste is. Yeah. Because some of the shittiest looking weed imaginable. And I'm talking ugly, like, like, like haze is not 
IG photogenic. No. There is a lot of ugly haze, brown, shitty fucking growth, hairy looking. But then you smoke it and it tears your head off and it tastes delicious and you're happy and giggling and life is good. So you really have to make sure don't don't give up early because that's what everybody does. Uh, Yeah, I I bloomed out the quays. Didn't keep cuts. I was like, what's this shit? And I did pollinate it, but I was like, nah. I mean, you know, Neville even talked about like his favorite female. He blooms it out and it took 20 weeks and he thought it was the hairiest, ugliest, never finishing piece of shit ever. And he cut it down and he hung it in a corner and he killed the mom. And then a month later, he made some hash out of it. And he said it was some of the best weed he'd ever smoked in his life. And he still regretted losing it. Yeah. But by looks, it was the ugliest piece of shit he'd ever seen. Yeah. You know, so you can't judge Hayes. Hayes is not cookie. Hayes is not photogenic. Hayes, what you're going for with Hayes is taste and effect. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a gnarly, big, ugly plant. You could get some pretty ones. It's not impossible. But don't give up if it looks hideous. Yeah. There's only a few people I've seen make pure haze look photogenic and very, very few. Yeah. And then on top of that, what's going to happen more often than not is that ugly piece of shit that you held on to that you had dreams for that was going to be it, isn't it? And then it's just an ugly piece of shit, you know? And you're like, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that happened to me quite a bit too, you know? It's like I yeah. buy all this Neville's haze and it takes me fucking forever to do it. And it's like 14, 18, whatever weeks. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to keep it. Yeah. God. You no, know, I will. I will say, like, I never really rocked Rare Dateness stuff just because the guy was a dick to me. But um, a lot of people do like the Moonshine Haze. I I got to smoke it once at uh, one of the Denver Cannabis Cups at some Mad Ball or something. I can't remember who was playing, but it was some punk rock show. And it was it was pretty good. Not going to lie. Even as biased as I am, it was pretty good for a fucking haze. I think well, Reach did a good job on the moonshine. If haze. you limit your seeds to only people you think you like, you're really limiting your seeds in cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Sometimes weirdos and, and assholes and whatnot, sometimes they pop out fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm, it happens. I don't even know, dude. So I'm not even dissing him. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, that, that uh um it's tough that's what makes haze tough it's tough to find and so it's cool that people are trying to make like more accessible hazes and that it's kind of gaining in popularity again especially from some of these smaller seed companies and people trying to pump it in new york because um that'll keep it alive you need periodic booms of interest to keep things going yeah you know you really said when i was selling pith Nobody wanted it. And now it's very in demand. I wish I would have sat on those seeds, froze them, you know, till now, but that's not how shit works. It yeah. comes in and flows. I was, I was joking about uh, rare skunk one, the other show. Yeah. Uh, you know, 15 years ago, you couldn't give skunk away. No. Couldn't, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of the companies put free skunk one or skunk haze or skunk, whatever hybrids skunk one hybrids out there. Yeah. Cause they just had so much, they just had so many stock and they never sold any. So you might as well make people happy and throw in four seeds. Freebies. Yeah. Yep. Now people are like, well, maybe there's some secret sauce in this old skunk one that I can find. Yeah. The secret skunky smells, Ooh. you know, you'd have a lot better luck hope, hunting for something secret and haze. Yeah. Um, than you would in, in skunk one. That's for sure. Skunk one, you p- people have probably pushed it to its limit. Yeah. Hey, is there still surprises? And people asked, I should just remember because it popped into my head. People asked about the Band-Aid Hayes 7. 
Yes. Because that's a cut that floats around. I will say that people I respect like Yo Sammy in Europe and others have told me they view that cut as equal to the old cuts that they hold. That's pretty cool. So it's the first haze in a long time that they feel is as good and stands right there with those old 25, 30 year old strains that have been kept forever. That's interesting. Uh, and it's a lot more accessible to people. Yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, in America than a lot of these other ones that I talk about, these things are, I should mention people think I'm connected or whatever. I have been fucking hunting all of these European haze cuts since the nineties. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it was like the white rabbit. It was like multi decades of looking. Yeah. And there's still some like that Neville Pace cut. I want that thing so bad. Um, I know where it is. I can't yeah. get it. You know, if it's in America, I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, anyway, the Band-Aid Hay 7 is an amazing cut. Uh, amazing effect. They're growing it over in Europe. They love it. It's easier to get in America than the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, it, it does take forever, you know, so be prepared to go 14 weeks or whatever. Um, but it's a, it's a fire cut by all accounts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I believe that's Cuban black, uh, haze cross to a five tie. I believe so. Yeah. Whatever Cuban black is. But yeah. So whatever. So it's possible that, you know, it's, that it's, it's a C five cut by an a five cut by some, a tie male to provide pollen. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But whatever, whatever the case may be, um, there's a cut. You can still buy Band-Aid Hay seeds. There's various versions of them. And there's at least this one cut that came out uh, elite status. Yeah. And the people that have been running um, a lot of these hazes for 30 years, if they think it's as good as the rest of them, you know, that's pretty yeah. high praise from them. Yeah. Yeah. Adoptee's doing a lot of work that he's a good dude. So, you know. Um, yeah, we did talk about Tom Hill just in, in brief, uh, not very, not for very long. Um, you know, but Tom Hill did release, did have Tom Hill Hayes and did have Tom, uh, Hey, Tom Hill Hayes by deep chunk and, uh, maybe some other more work around that. Yeah. Uh, and I believe all of his stuff descends from positronics haze lines. Father Brown is, is, is kind of saying that you're wrong about A5 and C5 not existing. I don't know. I think he's confused. No, they definitely um, exist. Yeah. There's they definitely exist. But I'm, what I'm saying is that there's, there's various haze cuts that I know are alive in Europe, and I don't know if they're alive here. Yeah. There's A5 and C5 that have popped up in America, and there's a number of people that have them. Um, there's still politics around releasing seed around it. Uh, or or trading it or whatever, so they're still tough. So they they're alive. Um, some of them, I should to be said, uh, some of them have uh, some of them have the virus. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah, um, I haven't run the SSSC hazes. Someone's asking about, but uh, we should mention them. that's a good that's thing to mention because one of the things that's interesting is almost all the haze that's available is based off of Neville's work, which is a couple of males. Yeah. Right. Or some posi work or whatever. But Neville's seems to be the stuff that everybody found fire. In. Yeah. And when we interviewed Carell, um, Carell had a they had a and it's been confirmed by friends of mine. He has a 35 plus year old skunk haze. Yeah. That he made from haze seeds given to him. Yeah. And what's interesting about if you were to get Carell's work and cross it to some of Neville's work 
is that it's not Neville's males. Yeah. It's another right. genetic of Hayes. Yeah. So it's not quite the same bottleneck. Yep. Um, whatsoever. You know, because yeah. Hayes doesn't like being crossed to itself. So, and it's from that same batch of seed that Neville got, you know? Yeah. So I didn't really realize that until we talked to him. Yeah. That was a mind blower. But his SSSC hybrids off that skunk haze should be a completely different haze that's been available up until recently. Yeah. But from the same seats, from the same yeah. era. I, I'm going to be really excited with some new outdoor space to finally run some of my haze collection and other shit. Stoked. Finally get to pop the SSSC stuff because I've really wanted to. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I don't know, I could, I could try to, you know, at the end of it, I could try to name, you know, there's, there's uh, dog shit and the cough. We haven't talked about the Colorado cough. No, didn't talk about the cough. The cough is another. Uh, I think we NL5. did an NL5 Hayes episode, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. so there's, there's, there's cough, there's dog shit, there's Cuban black, um, Dutch, there's treat. Dutch treat, uh, uh, sweet skunk from Europe, yeah. from Canada has a bunch of NL5 Haze in it. Um, or is it? you know, at least in its original yes. form. So there's a bunch of American cuts that float around. There's eight or 10 Dutch cuts that float around. I don't know what that all adds up to. Um, yeah. But what's great is that it seems like from a, from a, a line that was available in the nineties. Um, yeah. There's the stew, which is one that I don't actually, somebody mentioned that. I know. I don't even know that. I know of the stew. The stew is an old, um, as another old NL five haze from the East coast. I've never actually grown it. It's been one of those rumors that I hear about. Okay. I've heard stories of the stew. I've talked to people that I trust that, uh, have talked about the stew. Um, I've never seen the stew. I've is it kind of like, is it kind of like disco stew in the Simpsons where like the D rubbed off his jacket? So it's, it was the stud and the then stew. Dad got, I almost like, want to say, and people might get me wrong, but it's like, it's, uh, uh, the stew might be from Jersey or something close somewhere in that New York region. Okay. Um, and it's old, but I, uh, but I, I don't know anything about it, but it is, it is another supposed NL five haze cut. Um, that, and, and Island sweet skunk is a little different than sweet skunk. And then Mark Emery did this thing, uh, you know, that confused the lineage of it. Um, yes. but as far as we can tell, there is a real, um, there is a real sweet skunk that was basically mostly NL five haze. Yeah. And it got crossed. Did, 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 uh, um, Steve cross it to like grapefruit or something or. Yeah. I don't know what it was crossed to. So, you know, anyway, um, the, uh, you know, for, you know, so it's, it's cool in the sense that there's a bunch of different phenos. Yeah. That have survived, you know, um, mm -hmm. all females, obviously we don't have any, I don't, you know, people are asking me, where could you get real NL5 Hayes male pollen? And yeah. I think that might be lost to time. Yeah, we have uh, one of our buddies, um, Kim Blackburn, is is a part of the cough crew. So we have people closer to the cough that, that know the history of it real well. So I'll probably bring him on at some point, working man, to, to talk about it. He's, he's a cough fanatic. Yeah, and he's got, he knows, he knows the story pretty well. I mean, there's some, there's some still confusion about it. There was cough one and there was cough two in Colorado. Yeah. I used to smoke the cough in the nineties. I had, I had really good friends of mine. I grew up with it and ended up moving out to Boulder in the mid nineties. And I used to go out there all the time. And that's where I 
smoked that sandalwood tasting AK-47. Yeah. Um, and some of those other famous 90s Colorado strains. Um, but uh, yeah, the cough exists. Um, the New York stuff exists. Strawberry cough is much different. Um, I don't know the origins of strawberry cough. I, don't I, know, if I, I know what I know what Cushman says. I know that it is exactly like herb beer in its terms and has a lot of the similar uh, traits to it. I like um, it. So strawberry filled haze for whatever that's worth. I yeah. The, and the cough, you know, the cough basically like got famous in Fort Collins, but I think it came from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to misspeak, but our buddy working man knows like the people involved and like the people that brought it to Colorado from there and all that different types of stuff. Yeah. So um, it definitely is, um, you know, yeah, you never know the dog shit, the dog shit. I really wish still had its original name. Uh, its original name is right up there with Western winds is one of my favorites. The dog shit in Minneapolis was called electric boogaloo. Yeah. You know, what sucks is like, I was um, doing the labels for the uh, the dog shit cross to the Hawaiian lights. And I was like, I just wanted to put electric boogaloo, but I know most people won't even associate that with the dog shit cut and they'll just sit there, you know? Yeah. You know, it'll just sit um, there, but, but electric someone, boogaloo is okay. one of the all time great names. Yeah. You know, I love it. Uh, someone was asking about you know, deep tongue strawberry um, cough belong to there's it's like a lion so, yeah, something I mean, farm the, the cough is super well known we still, we still have we still have good friends that grow the cough that we talk yeah. to all the time um so luckily the cough is alive and well um you know there's there's haze in florida that got shipped to new york you know um there's yeah. crews of cubans down there there's crews of cubans and dominicans in new york that run it there's, yeah. you know, haze heads. Cabin fever, that's totally incorrect. It was what I was just talking about. It's not fucking Mad Farmer. He had nothing to do with that cut. It was a cut out of Blue Sky Cafe um, originally, and it was made by Lion Something Farms. You can still find the info on IC Mag way back when he made it, long before Mad Farmer came to this. And it's an Afghui cross deep chunk. It is not strawberry cough deep chunk. So it was just relabeled by Blue Sky. There we go. But one of the, I mean, one of the things I should say about one of the things that draws people to haze is that we, we live in an indica dominated. It's like the exact opposite of the 70s and 80s uh, yeah. where, excuse me, where sativa ruled the game. Yeah, we live in an indica and indica dominant scene. Yeah. And haze is a tie back to that ancient, you know, uh, no longer available import. And it seems like it gives people a better high in a different way. It has a different high profile. It hits people. And even if people are extremely used to and experienced with smoking chems or, you know, OGs or whatever, you can smoke some haze and have it hit you like a brick. Um, So even though it's ugly and takes a long time and has these various issues, uh, it's popular for my favorite reason for weed to be popular. Because it works good. Yeah, effect. It works yeah. good, you know. So that's the best reason to to like weed. It's weed that yeah. works. Yeah. Weed that works. You know. Yeah. So. Oh. All right. I'm gonna. I'm, we're at uh, 103 minutes, so I think we are good for this session. We are good for the session. So, I mean, once again, everyone, thank you for giving us like uh, your Friday night to listen yeah. to uh, me ramble. And, uh, you know, and whatnot and Matt and shoot the shit. And, uh, you know, you can reach out to us on our discord on our, uh, um, 
on our Speakeasy Discord. Uh, you can reach out to us on our IG pages. The Discord's easier. We always are oh, down Breeders, to chat. Breeders Syndicate Discord. The Speakeasy Discord's a different one. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I misspeak. Well, my, I should yeah. let you do the... I'm so bad at any kind of promotion. I know. I appreciated it. I was, I was watching. I was letting you roll. But yeah, so the, the Breeder Syndicate Discord, uh, we post on there quite a bit. Uh, we answer questions all the time. We're always down for people to give us ideas of... It's all about like what you guys want to hear about. We're trying all the time to like bring people history and make it modern and tie it into what they know and expand people's knowledge and stuff like that. So um, once again, uh, into it, you know, you can search for Breeder Syndicate on Google, right? Breeder Syndicate Patreon. Breeder Syndicate Patreon. See, I, I, I this, this. You're uh, almost there. I'm afraid. almost there. I I'm do. almost there. But anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll have, we'll be there. We'll be here next week. I'll see oh, you yeah. soon. Uh, Hawaiian Lights Hybrids coming soon, right? Seedco.com. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, you'll get first access to them, and they're way cheaper for you. So, cheers. Right. Cheers. Thanks, Tatsu. Peace.